Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 38 of the Audible Farm podcast. This week, I'm sitting down with artist Kelsey Magnolia. She's from the Des Moines area, uh, originally from somewhere near where I grew up, but uh, we, we've known each other for a long, long time, and I've, I've wanted to get her on the podcast for quite a while, but uh, she's, a, she's a thinker. She wanted to get this one a little bit closer to the art show that she throws every single year, and it's not just an art show. It's, uh, there's music there as well. It's a, it's a whole pile of local artists from the Des Moines area. It's, it's called Too Broke for the Arts Festival Fest 2019. It's on June 29th. We discuss that in the upcoming podcast as well as you know wrestling, professional wrestling, uh, going to shows together because uh her and i and uh her boyfriend clint have gone to tons of shows uh clint was the very first person i interviewed on the podcast and uh the two of us go through uh, a lot of things talk about all sorts of good stuff in the podcast including the art show who's going to be there who's playing uh where you can find it all on facebook and uh, i'm gonna you know give you all the links and everything down below but uh i hope you guys enjoy this podcast i had a great time sitting down and talking with my friend kelsey and uh this is episode number 38 with Kelsey Magnolia. It's the Audible Farm Podcast with your host, Peter Stockdale. Hey, what's up, Kelsey? How you doing? I'm doing great. How are oh, you? Oh, man. Uh, sitting down with Kelsey Magnolia. Is that uh, how we're going to go with your name on this one? Yeah. All right. That's, it's, that's my name. That's your name. So uh, Kelsey is an artist in the Des Moines area, and I'm sure I'm going to cover a bunch of this in the intro, but uh, what got you like started into art? Because, I mean, I've known you most of my life-ish. You know, we're, we're from the same small town, so we kind of know each other. We have known each other for a long time, but... Like, as long as I've known you, you've always been kind of like a, an artist and a bookwormy kind of girl, you know? And that's just, it seems to have stuck even into your adult life. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely always been interested in art and always wanted to do it, but I didn't really start taking it seriously until about six years ago when I decided to do my first art show. And uh, let's, what, what was the art show you did and why, why, would, why was it a thing and such? Because I, I know the story, but uh, some other people may not quite know yeah, the story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I decided I wanted to take art seriously, um, I decided to set a few goals for myself. And one of the long-term goals was to try to get on the Des Moines Arts Festival. And I just looked into how to do that. And uh, it was expensive, yes. number one. Yep. Which is honestly the biggest thing. It's would have been way, way, way off for me at the time to even like dream of doing it. Yeah. And uh, and also notice that there just really weren't that many actual Des Moines artists or Iowa artists on that festival at all. So uh, I kind of decided to put my own art show together just to give myself an excuse to get a bunch of art ready for a show, really. Yeah. Um, I mean... <clears throat> Excuse me, everybody, but I'm, I'm sure it's like a weird thing because, I mean, uh, to set up a music show, I mean, like you just have bands and everybody has bands and you just call them up and you go to a bar and you play music. I mean, but you can't just like call your artist buddies and go to a bar and just set up art on a Friday night and soak up everybody's space doing that. Like it doesn't really... Like, Not as often. You can more now than yeah. you could at the time. That's for sure. That's I mean, awesome. it's becoming more common having art shows in bars. Cool. But um, yeah, another thing about my art show is I'm a huge music fan as well, obviously, and uh, I had bands 
were like always in my mind of being part of the show as well, having an art show with bands there to get the best of both worlds. Yeah. Um, I, I do recall, uh, I don't think I made the first one, but I've made every one since. And it was, it's fun because you do like, uh, during the day you have all these artists and vendors. Um, the vendors are what every single one of them is like a local artist, if um, not local, but mostly from the area. Yeah. From like, I've had some from Minnesota and like the Chicago area. So the, the Midwest basically. Yeah. And so all these people will come in. How many people do you have set up booths at, at these shows? Like, how many were at the first one that you did? And um, I mean, the first one, I probably had, like, maybe 12 or so. I mean, it's been, like, six years, so I can't really remember. But it was definitely smaller than it's turned into. And uh, it's generally around 20, I would say. There are some that drop off all the time. and But around 20 is what we try to go for. It's a small space, the Vaudeville Muse, that we've always put this on. And it's an excellent venue. I mean, I love doing it, but it's small, so you kind of got to keep your displays a reasonable size and be comfortable with your neighbors when you're in there. Yeah. Um, I love the Vaudeville Muse for the simple fact that, like, when I was a kid growing up, there'd be a band at the Vaudeville Muse, and I'd be like, I'm going to go to the Vaudeville, you know, like 16-year-old me is like, I'm going to go down there this afternoon and watch a band. And uh, you and I have been to tons and tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of shows together uh, over the years. Uh, you, me, and Clint, and, and you know Kevin Jensen was another buddy of ours that used to go to concerts all the time. Oh yeah. And I've done podcasts with all of you guys. But like, what was like one of the first shows you ever went to at the Muse that you can remember? Because I still distinctly recall. You and I had went to a Goldfinger concert with Tom Hanrahan and, and Clint. And Clint, yeah. And, and we go to this concert, and uh, the band that opened up for all the bands was City Sleeps. And I had went and saw them when they came back and toured through and went to Vaudeville Muse. And I was like a 16-year-old kid. Nice. And I'm like, I have no clue how many people are going to be here. I didn't know that was at the Muse. Like, this, That's awesome. This is either going to be super packed or not packed at all. And I don't know. And there were like 20 people there. You know, it's a, it was just a slow like Tuesday night or whatever. But I came down with a couple of my friends. And they were just like, I can't believe you drove down from Iowa for this. You know, and they were super nice to me. And I've actually like nice. maintained a little bit of contact with them over the years. But... Yeah, Vaudeville Muse has always been a fun place. What What do you think was like the first show you went to there? The first show I went to was definitely uh, it was a Dark Mirror show, and it was Clint's first show with Dark Mirror. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, um, I honestly, the only band that I know that was on it was a band called Shatter, which is hilarious because whatever. Mm-hmm. Just the name of the band's funny. It didn't mean anything at the time that they were yeah. named that. Yeah. So it's kind of funny in retrospect. But yep, yep. I don't know who else was on that show, but it must have been 2009, yeah. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. 2009. So gosh, 10 years ago. And the place has changed over the years, but really hasn't changed A little that, bit. But hasn't changed that bit. much. You yeah. know, like, I remember when I was younger, there, were di- there was different art on the walls and things like that. And the upstairs looked a little bit different, but... Other than just like new booths and things like that, it's still the same old vaudeville, and I, yeah. that's what that's kind of what the appeal is. It's got the its place. charms for sure. I mean, it's the venue's so cool because like, where else can you walk up right to the side of the stage and watch a whole show, literally standing like on the stage? Uh, yeah, like within it's awesome, like as far away as you and I are to one another, and we're sitting like on the same side of a circle table, so like. <laughs> Yeah, you can get really close to people in there. And, you know, like, you could even go upstairs and just, like, hang out upstairs if you yeah, want to. Yeah, yeah. 
It's, Which a lot of people don't even know about that upstairs, so yeah. you can definitely have a lot of space to yourself up there. It, yeah, exactly. It's it's a fun venue. Which it's also cool because we utilize that upstairs for the art show, like trying to get more people to go up there because there's definitely more room up there for the art than there is in the whole rest of the venue. And that stuff can stay up all night when the bands play. You're not in danger of someone running into your art on yeah. the main floor yeah because the main floor like when you enter the place is a bar on one side and tables on the other yep. and you usually have people on the, uh, the at the tables setting we up we pack them in as yeah. much as we can really and so like uh during the show you don't want people like because that's sometimes where people will set up if they're selling merch for their bands or whatever so you don't want to like take up oh shoot you don't want to take up that space but you also don't want to like have it endangered of people going to the bar back and forth and and like you said like getting too close to the stage with the vendor slots and having yeah i mean people are always really respectful of it but you know accidents happen yes uh, and it gets crowded in there it does you get a lot of people coming through so yeah that's it's like weirdly surprising but not how many people come to these shows because you always have a nice variety of bands and it's usually a couple of local bands and a couple of touring-ish bands or bands from out of the state yeah you there's definitely always until this year been like locals and like a bigger headliner from at least out of state minnesota missouri we had Night Demon the second year, which is just absolutely ridiculous yeah. in retrospect to yeah. like say. Yeah, I booked crazy. them for dirt cheap on my I've... first show, second show. Yeah, it was like, I think you were telling me it was one of those deals where they just had a day off in between and it landed on perfectly on the day and you're like, hey. Yeah, well, they were grinding for um, Curse of the Damned, their first full length album. They uh-huh. were just absolutely just grinding the United States and Europe to play in every small town every day that they could and got lucky and Des Moines worked out for two broke that year it was nuts yeah it's that's crazy like I never really thought too much about booking bands to do that much stuff and like I don't know I haven't I have a tough enough time like getting my own schedule out and then like figuring out when I can book bands and and it's kind of a hassle and stuff but you also do book shows like you do book not just too broke but you do yeah but yeah. you do book other shows around town yeah Clint and I like to well we have we call it a production company. It's just the name that we do whenever we put a show together, and it's Slap Them in the Chest Productions. Uh-huh. And that's just me and Clint, uh, like either, you know, booking shows in our basement. All of our like in our house basement shows that we've had have all been under that Slap Them in the Chest banner. Yep. But um, yeah, it's fun. I, there's I like booking good shows because they skip over here a lot. So a lot yeah. of time, uh, if we weren't the ones to do it, it might not happen. Yeah, and I mean, that's just, it's one of those things, I kind of talked to that on some other podcasts with other people, it's just one of those things of just going out there and doing it um, is probably one of the biggest things you can do, because if you don't do it, maybe somebody else might not. Yeah, and and, and Dwayne will get looked over one more time, you know? Yeah, and I mean, that's been like an issue, I would have to say, where like bands will tour, and almost every band I want to see that's not like super popular, that doesn't have the time to spend like... 400 days out of like 500 days touring you know yeah. like they don't have time to do that like they almost always skip over the iowa area and it, it kind of you know stings a little bit but i also kind of understand where they're coming from yeah absolutely <laughs> i mean when you have markets like omaha is a big market the twin cities is a big yeah. market chicago and kansas city all within like you know five hours from here it's uh it's hard to get people to come here if you're already booked in one of those cities just because i feel like des moines doesn't quite have the population if you're have the option of going to minnesota or Uh omaha as well so you kind of have to book exclusively in des moines 
sometimes to make it like really worth it. It's a it's tough. It's tough booking here. Yeah, I'm, I mean, like I get it though too. I've seen some bands that have yeah, absolutely totally get it. That have absolutely destroyed, and there wasn't enough of a scene here to support them coming back. And it's a sad, sad. It thing. is a bummer. But then, like, you see people like Felix Martin, who uh, he's a guy that plays like double neck guitars, and they're both like coming out the same side, and the necks are like directly next to each other, and he just nice. taps on the top and bottom of the thing like he's kung fu gripping both and that it's kind of crazy prog music but he comes around like all the time and he's been at lefties yeah, a couple we times get and, great shows here for uh-huh. sure but uh there's usually just not a good crowd for him yeah, unfortunately that's what, what kind of like bummed me out i was like man felix martin is so awesome and there's like nobody here and the best part about that is though like usually we know enough people where like you can hit like I'm from out of we town. We get a decent yeah. crowd with just the few people that we know yeah. going to shows. Yeah, and it's really nice like coming into town and knowing I can hit up like you or Clint or like uh, Sean Oaks, Sean Jovi, we call him, yep. uh, hitting up Sean Jovi and and just being like, I told Sean I was like, hey, I'm at the Felix Martin show and I don't like know very many people here and it's. Like, it just started, and he lives, like, just across town. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, like, and he got there in, like, five, ten minutes and showed nice. up, and we got to watch the show with one of my buddies, and that's, like, another cool thing about, like, you, you know, I enjoy this music. I know other people that enjoy this music, and sometimes mm-hmm. you just don't know these shows are happening. Oh, like, absolutely. Like, I'm just as guilty as everybody of, like, missing shows. And well, it's like, that's also, like, when Juice fell apart and City View's not the same anymore, there's not really a good source to find the shows going on in the area. There really isn't. It's lacked for even when Juice was around, they kind of only covered what they wanted to cover. It wasn't an actual, like, extensive with all the small, like, DIY shows and stuff. Which, they're... Britt Collis up in the Twin Cities, she puts together a calendar every month for, like, all of the punk shows going on. Uh-huh. And she's done it for years now, and people just know to contact her and to get it on this calendar. And she delivers it to the record stores and the venues and all that's of that. awesome yeah we you, definitely need something like that dude, but i don't have the time to do yeah, it yeah <laughs> and that sucks you just gotta find somebody with the time but that is something that would be super beneficial it's and necessary it, i mean it would be a great way to just put a name on something and and do it just for free and, and for all the shows like not just metal shows or like whatever for all the indie shows every yeah. every show someone is putting on like cover bands it's uh guys with acoustic guitars at, at coffee shops everything i would rather just, sift through a lot of stuff to yeah. find what i want <laughs> than have nothing to look for yeah, exactly. you know it's tough when you go to facebook and you're like what's happening on this day where oh, i'm at and, it, and not everybody always puts the events down in the correct fashion so and sometimes Facebook it's doesn't hard. make it easy to look at no, either at no. all. So that's another thing where like I've missed shows where I see like people like I'm at this show and it's like I'm how did I not see this? Or you like, oh yeah, like this person's like I'm in town tonight for this show and it's like I didn't know you were in town on Friday and it's Monday now and I'm yeah, like and I'm like, now I'm upset. Well, we went to Hell's Heroes in Houston in April and Skullfist was like one of the almost headlining bands and we found out that they played in Keokuk like two nights earlier. Well, at like yeah. some like arcade in Keokuk, Skullfist? Like That's how? Like, yeah. How did I, that happen? And I not know about it happening. Exactly. <laughs> I don't understand. And that's it. another thing is like uh, down in southeast Iowa and in eastern Iowa, there's now I don't know who's booking shows out there, but somebody's booking shows out there, and they're booking quite a few. And there's they are. a lot of bands coming through. And the thing that 
I think is unfortunate about is I don't hear about a lot of it until after it happens or don't know about a lot of them that are happening. Yeah. Like you have to hunt that stuff out. And I wish there was an easier way. Like you said, like anybody making any publication at all. Um, I mean, even if you just like had this stuff on a piece of paper and wrote it all down and photocopied it. And That's took, exactly and took, what Brit does. And she literally writes it on a calendar, photocopies like, it and gives it to everyone. Wouldn't that like, how easy would that be? I mean, even if you like polished it off a little bit, it wouldn't take too much more extra time, but still mm-hmm. it's just like, God dang. But there are still some companies out there doing it. Like, uh, man, what was the one? I saw a magazine. I found one on Facebook recently that was pretty good. And, of course, I forgot the name of it. So I don't Me know too. how I'm going to find Dude, it again. Yeah, there was somebody <laughs> on Facebook that's doing one for Iowa, like you yeah. said. And it's like, some nights it's just like, oh, they have like 25 things listed mm-hmm. on here. And it's like, this is cool. But I always, like you said, I always forget where it's at. I always forget what group it's in because there's just so many groups and was it someone's personal page was it an actual group was it in that's, an event that's like? another tough one because there's so many people that use their personal pages like like they mm-hmm. should have fucking oops sorry there was the f-bomb for the episode they slip <laughs> I'm, I'm really proud of myself that i have not done that yet oh man they slip out and i'm just i'm sorry everybody i caught no, myself once no the, I, I have this like set for explicit content but it's just like just for slips <laughs> like that so i don't to. have to go through and edit them out but that's a good idea whoops okay so there was that um i guess if it's the drink game everybody needs to drink now so uh or whatever you're doing but man us oh there we go <laughs> i'm pretty sure that picked up well oh man uh but yeah like i totally agree somebody should go out there and do that and it's tough because like i want to create a group on facebook for exactly that just like share all of your stuff here and i'll try to find a way to like make a calendar or something for it or like the shows for the week are this and i will update it as you send them to me i wanted to try to find a way for audible farm to do that but like sifting through all of the shows is kind of tough too and i like you don't have when you're already doing a lot on your page like as it is and yeah it's so hard with like facebook makes it so hard to get your stuff seen that yeah. you, like if you even if you post just once too much in the day like no one's gonna see any of your stuff and it's yep. that delicate balance of like you have to share it because it's the only way people are gonna see it but you can't do it too much and yeah well like, tough. A, like a couple weeks back on the same day i posted that uh the podcast came out i shared that but i also shared a picture of a cat that i used to have mm-hmm. and uh the cat one got much more traffic and and it's unfortunate that that happens but it's just the way the algorithm sifted oh, it all man. out you know well that's and, also people too because like i mean i've posted art projects that i've spent like two like 40 hours working on yeah and yeah, it'll get yeah. like two likes but i'll post a picture of my face when i happen to put makeup on for one day and i feel really vain and like that'll get all these likes because it's like Bingo. a pretty face and yep. i'm not saying like whatever oh, I get what you know do i get what you're saying it's so much easier to get likes on just like the petty stuff mm-hmm. which i've i guess i finally sort of started just like taking a picture with the project that i have yes so eh, maybe it's also facebook you know they put faces out there more mm-hmm. than they put actual you know pictures of objects yeah i'm not sure i'm so not sure how knows? they run it all but, ai man but i get what you're saying though like uh sometimes you just have to like play into the trap that you they're do. setting up and it's like you really do and i i've learned that a lot more this year with like you know i'm getting more likes on my art page and more on my Instagram page and getting a little bit more like, you know, I don't even know the word I'm looking for. Um, Exposure. Um, A little more spread. (laughs) 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 But it, it makes you even think about it. Like I want to keep the people that 
like what they see, like engaged. Yeah. But and it also adds this little stress to your life because you know I can't constantly keep posting like engaging things all the time because exactly. it takes a lot of time to work on stuff and sometimes uh-huh. you're traveling or whatever. It's it's playing the game. Well, yeah. And it never used to exist and it's this whole new thing. Uh, yeah. It's and that's weird. It's you don't need to have a manager or a promotion team or a website or anything anymore because uh, you got Facebook and it's all of those things. Uh, it's. You, it is. You just put it out there and let people go find it, and you share the page, and yada, yada, yada. But like you said, you're busy doing other things, like making art and, and stuff like that. I'm sure you're plenty busy right now uh, with your last gear up towards your Two Broke for the Arts Festival, number six. Number six, number yeah. Number six. And I just, uh, like I said, I was in Houston for Hell's Heroes. I was um, trying to display my art there, and it didn't really work out for that reason, but I got to see a bunch of awesome bands. Cool. But a couple weekends ago in Chicago... Actually, we uh, went to Legions of Metal, mm-hmm. which Bob Byrne puts on. This is the third one. It's a, like one of the best festivals in the entire United States. Yep. And I got to have my full art display up there. Yeah. And it was awesome. It you went s- really well. You said that was at Reggie's, right? Yeah, Reggie's. Is that where we saw Gamma Ray? That is where we saw Gamma Ray. Nice. Reggie's is the best venue in Chicago oh, by far. I mean, they got the, the rock, I think they call it the rock joint. It's yep. like the smaller stage that has the bar and yep. the... Then there's the, the bigger... restaurant. You can get food over there yep. too, which is awesome. There's the bigger stage area. Yep. And then there's like a record store, right? Not anymore. Oh no way! Not anymore. But they've turned it into that's where like the VIP area was uh-huh. for Legions of Metal. Oh cool. And it's just kind of another bar hangout yeah. area. I like the fact they had the record store there because because that, that almost acted as their uh, oh, that was rad like, like their. Uh, I want to say box office, but like it was their ticket office type yeah, place. Yeah. You know, like you'd go in there and get your ticket, and then you'd. You go into the door or whatever. Yeah, Reggie's is an awesome venue. They support heavy metal oh, yeah. a lot. And not just heavy metal, but they're definitely, like, they're good. They're they're the best venue in Chicago, for sure. Yeah, there's some crazy good crazy good shows that come through that I, that, that I want to go to. But, uh, you know, unfortunately for me, it's like a seven-ish hour drive one way. Yeah, it's way. less for us, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's like five and a half, yeah. which is, you know, not too bad. It's it's a stretch of a drive, though. Like, it uh, is. <laughs> I'm, I'm used to the two-hour drive, like I w- or like even a three-hour drive, you know, not a deal, not a big deal anymore. Um, it's just not something I, I worry about. But like, in my older age, I'm not as like spry as I used to be. But well, we- you're just used to that, like two, three hours, and you go any longer than that, yep. you're just messing with your formula, you know? Yeah. I mean, like back in the day, though, we used to just drive, like, oh, we're going to Kansas City for the show, and then we're just driving home after the show. And it's like, Clint we used- and I yeah. still kind of do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I was pretty hungover on a Sunday morning driving home from Legions of Metal. But- <laughs> and I never drive. Clint always drives, but he was a little more hungover than me. And I made it great. It was great. I listened to freaking Bill Burr on the way home. Oh, so, so good. Always, His podcast is so good. I love when you, you can listen to it and then not listen to it for months and you go back and it's like, it's, he's still the same still Bill. It's still Bill Burr. It's still the same I Bill. I love it. I don't know. Have we announced the date for your, uh, on the podcast for your Two Broke for the Arts Festival I don't think 6? we did. All right, let's talk about that. Uh, when is it uh, happening and, and who's going to be there and, and what all is is the stuff? All right, well, Two Broke for the Arts Festival Fest 2019 is taking place June 29th at the Vaudeville Muse, which is at 2124th Street in Des Moines, Iowa. Yes. Uh, it starts at 2 p.m. It is free for, all, it's all ages, all day. But it's free from 2 to 5 for the art show. And then from 5 to 9, we have three bands playing. And it is $10. Um, they're actually all out-of-state bands from three different states. So it's worth your $10. Yeah. Uh, we have Condition Critical from New Jersey. 
That's cool. Uh, super thrash, super muscly boys too. <laughs> so if you're into that, I guarantee they're going to be in cut off t-shirts. I might try to get them to wear crop tops. We'll see. <laughs> that's my goal is to get as many of them in crop tops as we can. That's hilarious. Um, yeah. So that's condition critical from New Jersey. Manic outburst is from Detroit. Yep. Also an awesome thrash band. And then we have Thorhammer from St. Louis, which I know I can get Kyle to wear a crop top. Oh, yeah. I know I can. Oh, yeah. And Clint's the drummer for Thorhammer. So yeah. yeah. It's an excellent lineup this year. Yeah. Uh, I've actually done a podcast with Clint, uh, Clint and, oh, Kyle. and Kyle. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I actually ran into Kyle at uh, a show that you put on here at your house. Actually, you booked a show here, and that was... Uh, he was here with uh, Lightning Wolf, and oh my god. That was a good... Girl, girl. They was, played was, at Legions really of Metal yep. last weekend. Super gnarly awesome. good. Yeah, they were really good. Uh, your show, if people want to find your show, they can find uh, your Facebook page. Uh, you're at Art of Kelsey Magnolia on yes, Facebook. Yes, that is my art page. Yes, I also yes. have a Slap Them in the Chest Productions page. Don't yep. really post much there. I just like create the events. Yeah. But um, you might be able to... Sp- find it through there otherwise just search for too broke for the arts festival fest yeah um and you should be able to find it it's it's definitely a thing that's there i it's not posted in your events on your facebook page as of the time of this recording on my art page yeah i know it because i made it with my slap on yeah. the chest page so you gotta go to a computer to add it over <laughs> i i didn't know i could do yeah, that you go to the ev- i will you go to the event <laughs> and you there's like uh the drop down thing next to like share and and whatever and the drop down allows you to share this to a, a page you manage. Gotcha. Or, no, add Computers, it to, man. Add, add it to a page Computers. you manage. Yeah, I've been getting pretty wild with the uh, the Facebook as of late. Uh, I've been trying to do my best to be as like intuitive with it and do the things I need to do. But like, I should. I, but I'm bad at it. <laughs> I got like full reign for it. I got a scholarship to run social media and stuff like that for Iowa nice. Central while I was there. So I was running a bunch of the social media for the accounting program. And, and that gave me a fun excuse to actually sit down and, and just be like, wonder what happens if I Put do this. Put the work in. Yeah. And it's just it. like, yeah. so I got to do a little testing on their page and then apply it to the pages that I, I you know manage for my f- fun time, I guess, if you want to call it that. Um, but yeah, like you said, if you just search Too Broke for the Arts Festival, like you can get a couple words in and it shows up. There's a nice little logo. Who makes your uh, logo for you? Uh, Tanner Saltzman did the flyer this year and last year. He has been a part of the show uh, five of the years. I think there was one year that he wasn't there. Yeah. But uh, Tanner is the man. Yep. He's a tattoo artist, oh, airbrush yeah. artist. Yeah. He's that, fantastic. His airbrush art. His airbrush art blows me away. And he's also, he's the pizza slice guy with the tattoos. Does that sound right? Um, it's like zombie yeah. pizza guys or yeah, something? Yeah, he like, does a lot of flash sheets with like pizzas. And he's just, he does like, I think one of my favorite pieces he's ever done is this like psychedelic Ninja Turtle mm-hmm. where he's got just like the spirally trippy eyes and I'm pretty sure there's mushrooms on it, but it's <laughs> awesome. Uh, Six Sweet Designs, I believe is the name of his... Uh, he has his art page as well. Yeah, on Facebook. I uh, I mean, I guess I got my Facebook open here. I'm uh on the road doing this one here, but we're going to look it up while I talk. I think just it's S I K. Sweet. Sick. Sweet. One word. Designs. We'll look it up here. It might not be designs. Sick and sweet designs. That's not it. Uh, sick sweet. Kelsey's definitely got it on hers because she's more of the art person. You know what's crazy is I have talked to Tanner quite a bit, and uh, 
I called him by the wrong name at, at the last time I saw him. Sorry, Tanner. Um, but at the same rate, I've seen him at like oh, uh, I've seen him at like S I C Sweet Artworks. Yep. So it's six Sweet Artworks with S I C Sweet, and that's one word, and then yes. Artworks is a separate word. Got it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've seen him at like I went to a Steve Vai show. It was the Generation X show at Hoyt Sherman, and I sit down, and Sean Oaks is sitting directly in front of me, and then. Uh, Somebody else I went to Iowa Central with was like across the aisle, <laughs> and then just down the row a little bit was uh, Tanner, and it was just like, "What's up, dude?" You know, and I, you know, I talked to him a little bit here and there, and I got to get him on the podcast eventually. Cause totally, I, you definitely cause, should. Cause I'm he, sure he's been to a lot of cool shows. And he has. He's done a lot of crazy cool art. I wish there was a better way to incorporate the visual aspect of like all of your guys's art with the podcast because it's pretty much just an audio only thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess you guys just got to click on all those tags. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's, there's going to be links below. We can post so. some more pictures, maybe. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll see. Um, yeah, no, back to Tanner, because I just got to say, like, he is legit. His wife is really awesome, too. They come out to the house shows. They have, like, kids. Yeah. But he is still, he comes out to all the good shows. And he goes, he's done a lot of Dark Mirror artwork as well. Uh-huh. He goes way back. I think he and Marco went to school together. Oh, cool. That's really neat. Pretty sure they did, yeah. So he goes back to the whole time we've been in Des Moines, basically, which is about 10 years now. 10 years plus, which that's pretty crazy, though. Like you it guys, is crazy. You know, moved down here about 10 years ago, and yeah. uh, Clint joined up with the Dark Mirror gang, and, and that was kind of my introduction into the scene down here was, was through you guys. And, and, you know, we had gone to quite a few shows together when we were growing up and stuff, and still continued to. Uh, as of late, you know, as, as of adults, it doesn't happen quite as much as it Not used as to. Not often. But, but uh, I mean, for a while, it was pretty much just like, we're going to Vegas to 311 Day, and we all just pile in a car and drive so 24 fun. hours. That was a fun one. Uh, that was a really, really good one. Rest in peace, 311. Oh, Rest in peace. Oh, yeah. There. <laughs> and that's just one of those things I think it's funny where, like... Uh, at least we got to enjoy it while we enjoyed it. Oh, I have the fondest memories. Like, I would never... Like, Clint and I have gone to three three eleven days, uh-huh. and they were all great. And, uh, you know, I'll hold the memories dear. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, that's, that's just one of those things I try to think about where, like, there's so many bands I saw, like, either before their prime or after their prime or in their prime, and, you know, it really doesn't matter. I was kind of pretty happy to see almost all of them regardless mm-hmm. uh, i mean i'm not seeing iron maiden in their prime but i sure as hell bought tickets even to the see bad them. shows i've been to like i'm never like i shouldn't have gone to that show yeah. like oh i should have stayed home yeah it's really tough though when your personal tastes get in the way of you enjoying something though like as an adult though can, yeah. can you say that you're getting better at that though because i feel myself like one like a thousand times over getting better at that than i mean I, than to I an extent was. but i'm also getting better at just like uh walking away from the stuff i don't like yeah like i mean legions of metal was awesome but there were a few bands that i was just like this is not my thing yep and i'm just gonna avoid it for the time being because i just like i i saw what it was it's not my thing i know what i like and i I don't get angry about it anymore i guess yeah oh well like you're just like me where you'd like hear something and my thing was like one of the big ones for me was like tom petty or something and somebody turns on it's like turn that crap off you know just get like mad at whatever's Mm -hmm. happening oh i've definitely gotten better at that like being at work and having to listen to music i can i'm much better oh yeah just letting it go (laughs) but uh you know it's just like one of those things you go see live music just like you said and i've seen a lot of live bands and i haven't liked everyone i've seen but some of that, I think, for me, is like being a musician and actually putting the work in to get as good as I've gotten and just seeing how much work other people had to put in to get their band. Like, it doesn't yeah, matter what yeah. band you're in or how, you know, how 
what other people think of it. You still had to put all the work in to get as good as you got. You had to get a group of people all on the same page enough to like hopefully practice a couple times, but at least like it's hard to get one person to get it's hard to hang out with one friend, let alone get an entire band of people yeah, together. To show to up at the same place over every, and over every week again. and then all of a sudden it's like well now we booked a show at this place so everybody's gotta show up to this yeah, place and play this stuff for other people. It's a huge commitment. It's it, a huge commitment. Yeah it's it's you're really putting yourself out there. And it's like, there's a lot of parallels to that and, and art. Cause like you could like just be one of those basement rockers, uh, in art, you know, you'd be one of those people that would just, you make tons of art, but it's just in a book at your house. And you, th- well, that's kind of how I've been for the last few years. I mean, other than two broke, I, I mean, in the last year I've started really trying to get on more shows and getting out of the town and yeah. doing these metal festivals is a great way. Cause I like music and I get to see all these cool bands and then. Like Legions of Metal, I basically broke even with all the cool merch that I bought and yeah, all cool. the all the money I spent the whole time. Uh-huh. So it was perfect. It was awesome. And I definitely want to keep doing that and finding more opportunities to see music and have art there at the same time. Because why not? Yeah, it's pretty awesome that you can find uh, music and, and not just music, but like other forms of entertainment teaming up with other forms of entertainment to to do like a dual effort Absolutely. Type deal. Well, like I also have a bunch of pro wrestling art. So I've also had my art at a few indie wrestling shows. Yeah. Which is, I definitely want to get into that more in the next year. Like, I would love to go to Tampa for WrestleMania weekend next year. Oh my year. god, that'd be so fun. So I'm putting that out there. I'm going to make it happen. Oh man, so it's uh, it's out there in the universe. There you Let's go. hope it hope It's got to happen. That's uh, something else we could dive into quite a bit. So uh, I grew up uh, liking pro wrestling like ever since I was, it was like, you know, 96-ish or so. And I started watching it uh, quite a bit uh, via tapes and stuff like that around 98 i started taping it like religiously and watching it a bunch and and uh every single week and i just made sure i could follow all the storylines and i did that for years and years and years um but it wasn't until about 2000 uh what like six or seven you were in humboldt during the fair and there was a a show at the fair where there was pro wrestling my dad had some tickets that he was just like well i got tickets if you want to go and i was like well let's just go and laugh at this and and just see how fun this is so we go to this thing and harley race is there like six feet away from us his promotion Uh, was putting on the show was i think it was an ipw show oh was it it? but they just oh yeah i think you're right it was i think you're Um, right so uh ipw uh troy peterson there was a handful of people that were wrestling there that uh wrestle still the one that i specifically remember was uh aj smooth yes aj smooth Smooth, i've i I, he was like one of those guys that was just like man i just want to yell at this guy for some reason and i don't know why so you know when you're an adult and somebody like has the ability to still draw that out of you you're like all right perfect um, for a wrestler all right this is this is good all right so he's they're doing what they're supposed to do I never thought I was going to enjoy that as much as I actually did. And I severely enjoyed that. Yeah, I wish I could like go back and see it again. Because I'm sure there wasn't that great of wrestling. Like, I'm sure it wasn't like, you know, you got, you, there's no five star matches that were happening no, at this event. No, <laughs> but it was so entertaining. I remember the sheriff, so they, they crap talked the sheriff in town. And then, oh and, my, then oh. and then the sheriff came out during a tag match and, and, and beat up on somebody. Oh my and, God, I totally, completely forgot oh, about it. It was that. so funny. I want Dean oh it was so good oh my gosh yes uh so kudos to ipw for that because it It wasn't the funnest it wasn't too much longer after that you came to des moines 
uh, moved down here and you realized there was wrestling shows down here, 3X Wrestling. Well, actually, what I, I too liked wrestling a bit as a kid. I watched Raw, you know, during the heyday. Yep, I, yep. I went to a Raw at um, Hilton Coliseum. Cool. Uh, when I was a kid. Oh, uh, yeah, that would have been the one. Uh, actually, that's uh, how much I've watched those old wrestling tapes. Uh, yep. <laughs> Al, Al Snow uh, had the dog Pepper, and that was the one where the boss man <laughs> stole Pepper from Al Snow. That was. Uh, that was. Did sh- Mankind win the belt that night, or did Triple H? I'm not sure, but there was there was Someone a that was did. a big day. That might have been. Yeah. Yeah, it was a big day. Whatever happened. I, I think I was in like seventh grade. Yeah. My my grandparents found out I was going, and they were like, I can't believe you're letting her go see this. And I was so excited, because I'm going to use one more swear word. We got, we got to chant asshole, and oh, I was so gosh. excited about that that's at the time. So, yeah. I was like, ha suck it, grandma. Uh, that's hilarious. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so I liked it as a kid, but... Um, what really got me into it is our friend Marco yep. Vitaglia. Uh, his friend had WrestleMania tickets, and he couldn't make WrestleMania for it's 26 so it would have been 2010 yep maybe? about 2010 yeah, yeah it would have been 10 uh and so we got to go to phoenix for wrestlemania 26 and i hadn't watched wrestling for years up until that time i'd never even heard i didn't know what ring of honor was i didn't yep. know anything yep. about wrestling yep. so well i i liked the old stuff still you know so like yep. i liked I was excited about it. It had oh, yeah. Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. WrestleMania 26 was nuts. Yeah. So we went, and it was Shawn Michaels' last match. Uh-huh. We, we don't count the one in Saudi Arabia. That doesn't count. He never came out of retirement, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> you saw his last match. I saw his last match against Taker. It was great, and that just got me you know, head over heels, back in love with wrestling yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> it's just all uphill from there, I guess. Yeah. I mean, we would go to every 3XW show, even the ones that were out of... Everyone. Demo- yeah, everyone. We would be one of the first people in line uh, at, like, yeah, every I'd show. Yeah, i get there, just- like, two hours early to get good seats. Yeah, it was pretty gnarly there for a while. Uh, we, we just loved going uh i would just make make signs and bring them in and just be like hey everybody hold these signs so it was fun to jump into a community of people that uh like there was just tons of people there that all liked wrestling more than us and we liked it quite a bit Mm -hmm. you know and it was like god dang you know and i remember like uh talking to either the people that wrestle there some of the people that work for the promotions or even just other fans and it's like you ever did you see this match or did you see that or whatever just always very welcoming yeah this the first show we went to which was at the social club actually yeah Way back in the day. Uh-huh. Oh, man. The old social club, obviously. Yeah. Not the new fancy one they have. Yeah. I, uh, one of the first shows I went to down here, uh, would have been the, one of the King of Des Moines tournaments. Yes. And, uh, that would have been, I can't remember the year exactly, but, you know, six or seven years ago, maybe. I got all those tickets around still. I, I've got a bunch of that stuff, too. Corey used to print those off and perforate them with a sewing machine. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> For real. Bless her soul. Corey McDowell, awesome yeah, person. Huge, huge shout out to Corey. Um, I, you know, I've been trying to get some wrestlers on on the podcast. I That'd think that would fun. be a fun one to talk to them to see what uh, what all makes them tick and listen to some of their fun stories they've got, regardless of how PG they may or may not be. <laughs> yeah, you might need to put a special uh, warning on those yeah, episodes. NSFW. <laughs> but yeah, like we would go to wrestling shows all the time, so I think it's kind of cool that like. Uh, your love for wrestling has not dwindled, though mine has. Uh, some of that's just due to the fact I'm busy and I just can't make it down. It takes to a lot of time to try to keep up with it. Yeah. Uh, when I was doing, well, that was the thing was I was so into it that I was doing the indie power rankings for a while, which was started by uh, 
Travis Desmond uh, down in Louisville, Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, I actually went down and met him and hung out with him and um, uh, Vic Philpot for a while. Uh, one day we went to an OVW show down there. And, nice. And, uh, you know, every week we would sit down and, and all these people would email in, like companies and fans and everything would email in who won what matches. And we'd filter through it all and find out who won the most and who had the best win-loss records. That's a lot of work. It was. And, uh, you know, Travis put in like most of the work now kudos to him but he'd like send us sheets uh on you know what uh would be like monday night we just you know siphon through everything and it send in our ballots you know during raw and it was uh it was a lot of work and i eventually just couldn't do that anymore and then i just couldn't keep up with the constant ever-changing uh, you know scape of wrestling that's going on out oh, there because man. because like right now like oh uh, man new, new japan is like pretty much right where it needs to be right now uh i don't it like it might be on the decline, maybe even, but I think that it... Uh, They're in a transitional phase right now, and they got Dominion next week, it's so still, that's like, going to be a big... I don't know. I just love me some New Japan. Uh, I liked Ring of Honor, except for like the floppity, floppity, You want to talk part. about being at a low right now. Yeah. That's Ring of Honor. Yeah. I just didn't, <laughs> Unfortunately. I didn't enjoy the like 90 finisher matches that they would have there. You don't like the Ricochet Osprey? Uh, <laughs> Those matches? All right, so there's gonna be a weird pause in this uh, track, but we did we're run back. out of ran out of batteries. But uh, no, like the flippy floppy stuff is uh, not my favorite. But Ricochet was like one of my favorite ever to watch. And when I was doing uh, the uh, indie power rankings thing for a while, there was one year where he started out and he was like 41 and 0, like Damn. on the indies, and that was just like uh, everybody loves them some Ricochet right now, yeah. you know. But he was like, I think he was wrestling in like Dragon Gate and New Japan at the same time, nice. so. Uh, maybe not. Don't quote me on that. It's been a while, and uh, I mean, it has been a while since I've been in the wrestling scene. But I, you know, I still do go to shows up in Algona sometimes when they have them up there, nice. which is kind of like a training ground for wrestlers. But I love going up there and watching uh, new guys wrestle older guys, and oh, yeah. you know, watching people that are like, you know, they trained earlier in the afternoon, and they're like, all right, let's have go have a match tonight. Now after we kind of trained out what we're gonna yeah, do, yeah. And, and you get these guys to actually see exactly what's going on um, to to get them to become a wrestler, and that was a fun thing to see was uh, getting to see all that kind of stuff. Uh, so, like, while we're on this topic and you talk about how you've been to a wrestling show to display your art, um, why is it that you got to go to this wrestling show to display your art? Because what is your art, like, mostly made up of uh, at the moment? Um, well, I, ha I work with Perler Beads almost exclusively at this point in time, which I never thought would happen. But um, for those of you who don't know what perler beads are, they're tiny little plastic beads that you put on a pegboard and you iron together. Also known as fuse beads or melty beads. Yeah, there's the things that you used to use as a kid. Yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's um, like the number one thing that people say to me. Oh, I remember those I from mean, when yeah, I was a kid. I made those. <laughs> and then a hot glue gun, a magnet on the back, and then you get a magnet for <laughs> yep. your grandma for Christmas. Yep. A smiley face. No, but, like, yours aren't just, like, you're not just, like, making, like, a smiley face or something, like, super simple. You're kind of getting nuts. No, I have, I have like, little logos and stuff. I have the small ones, but um, I also have really giant portraits of people. Like, I have a Shawn Michaels that's about three feet tall. That's crazy. Uh, two and a half. We'll say two and a half. But uh -huh. it's, it's wrestling. We can exaggerate. Oh, yeah. It's I, three feet. Yeah, I see it over there. Right there, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so um, I have really big portraits. I've done a big King Diamond one. Um, but for the heavy metal shows, I've been doing um, vinyl records. So it's like oh, the cool. actual size of a vinyl. Yeah, 
Yeah, I remember we were talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. So you got a whole bunch of these records. Did you bring those to Reggie's, to Legions of Metal? That's like what my display was. That's so was cool. All, I had King Diamond there too. Oh, even nice. though that one sold, I just had it there to you know try to get more commissions exactly yeah. well that's a nice thing though is like you yeah have, you have the ability to like sell something but it's art so you can kind of still drag it around and be like i made this you yeah. know so before i ship it out i'm gonna get as much mileage yeah. out and of this Austin thing as i can Lang was nice enough he's the one who bought it and oh, i was cool. just like hey can i uh use this for a little bit longer Dude, shout out to austin lang yeah austin's a good man yeah, he's a good guy around the des moines area he is uh i mean you and that's kind of what the cool thing is is like you have uh diversified your art in a way that allows you to kind of fall in line with a lot of different things where like you've got the the music related stuff yeah, with like yeah. whether it be metal right now you're wearing uh like british steel earrings they're like little razor blades from like uh, the judas yes. priest british steel album made or out something. of evil mini beads oh the mini perler beads which are so small <laughs> impossibly small that's insanity uh, yeah no i i guess i kind of just decided i i wanted to be a part of these shows that i go to and mm-hmm. I'm not a wrestler, and yep. I'm not a musician. I made the decision years ago to pursue art over music. I still question it a lot of the time, yeah. and I still think I could do both someday. But, no, I wanted to be a part of these shows, and this makes me kind of sort of feel like I'm a part of it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was talking in last week's podcast, which, I mean, at the time of this recording hasn't hasn't come out yet, but it will have come out by the time this actually airs. Last week with Alex Trevino, uh, Alejandro Trevino, I was talking with him about this, and he's just like, how can I go to the community where I'm at and apply what I know to add something to this community? Yeah. And, and that's one of the reasons he's like, I play jazz guitar primarily but when i go to jam nights you kind of just tweak it to jazz plus you know mm-hmm. jamming and you've got this unique style that you're the only one that gets to bring to the table so yeah. so you actually have this thing that you can add to things that when you show up it's a it's a completely new branded thing you're not just some yeah, guy out yeah. there playing blues music or whatever i'm just not some fan at a show i can meet people and be like hey i have this art upstairs too like yeah, it, exactly. it gives me more confidence it uh-huh. gives me less anxiety at shows like yeah. I, I feel like i have more of a reason to actually talk to people. Bingo. You know? That's one of the reasons I got the podcast. It's, it's like, true, I want to talk though. to these people. Like, but this I... last weekend was one of the most, like, I was the most comfortable I've probably ever been at a metal show ever. Uh-huh. Or any show. And it was just, it was because I was, like, a part of it. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of nice to have that uh, thing where somebody will come up to you and talk to you about what you're doing at a show that, like, you don't necessarily have anything to do with. Mm-hmm. Like, even when I go to the gas station in Humboldt, because Humboldt's a small enough town, sometimes people are like, you're the podcast guy. And it's like, huh? Like, yeah. Like, Dude, there are times when people, like, know about Too Broke for the Arts Festival Fest and don't know that it's me uh-huh. who puts it on. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, my God. That's me. Like that's, that's me. That's so cool. Like, that's, yeah. It's also, I don't want to brag, but yeah, that's me. It's also cool to like see it printed out somewhere else, and you didn't ask him to do it. And it's like, yeah, so, for sure. Like, uh, I want to say like last year or the year before, or a couple years back, they started doing that for you in like one of the magazines around town. Yeah, it was actually in my like Facebook memories today. Three years ago, I think it was three years ago. City View just like come check out this event and i definitely did not like put my event anywhere so that's pretty cool yeah so that's sh- super cool you know shout out to city view for doing that kind of stuff because yeah, were... city view i i don't i think they do still have a print magazine uh-huh. but it's not as extensive as it used to be but they it's, still exist it's tough though that's that'd be a tough media it's expensive. To, yeah it'd Way be expensive, expensive to make all those and publicate them and put mm-hmm. them out and all you can rely on is ad space to you know yeah. get any of your money back because those were all free you know yeah you just go into a record shop or a restaurant you like in downtown and they have one of those sitting there you know it takes time and money to pay somebody to 
distribute all those everywhere yeah, exactly. oh my god i couldn't even imagine yeah you know and it's easy to just put it online but then it's hard for people to find it because everything's online and yeah that's that's the thing like you are always constantly bombarded with so much every time you're uh-huh. online you can see something and forget about it like three seconds later or you know the worst when you like see it on your feed and then it automatically refreshes yeah. and then it's gone forever yeah, you scroll past you don't know it who by accident it so when you scroll like, up it's yeah. like oh refreshed dang yep, it lost in the ether so you try and like search it out and you can't find it oh that's always the worst too and you're like i'm gonna mm-hmm. regal to go into the to the magnifying glass to search this bad boy <laughs> yeah. out i still can't find it that's yep. the worst so you do have tickets for your art festival that's coming up. Two Broke for the Arts Festival, I number six. I do have tickets. They are $10 a piece. It's that's... an actual physical ticket. Yeah. It comes with a one and a half inch button as oh, cool. well as like a three inch magnet with oh, sweet. the logo for the fest on it. So you are selling tickets to the event, um, the event being the music or the yes. whole, because you said the art was free, correct? The art is free. Uh, but the music, so that's starting at what time again? 5, 5 o'clock. Yep. So at 5 o'clock, it'll cost $10 to get in the door. Yep. But if you buy a ticket in advance, you get uh, some artwork swag. You do. You got a free button and a free magnet. And you actually get a physical ticket. A not physical, not just like ticket. Not just like a Ticketmaster ticket. She's got them sitting across the table right now. It, it is a very, very nice looking ticket that is... Uh, Standard ticket size. Yep. I know? mean, it's, it's awesome. So uh, it's handmade uh, to the extent of, I'm sure they've been copied over, but... Uh, I did cut them all by hand. Oh, sweet. So there's <laughs> love in every ticket. So, uh, I mean, I'll probably get one after the podcast, even though, uh, you know, I'm going to be there regardless. But uh, that's something else I was ta- thinking about was like uh, stopping by the the Two Broke Art for the Arts Festival Fest and maybe talking to some of the artists at the fest. That would be awesome. Or trying to do some like mini artist spotlights and... Uh, put out some miniature episodes where I could snag people away from their booth for five minutes that would and, be super and talk awesome. to them and, you know, teaming up to get that exposure. Cause that's what it's about, you know? And I yeah. feel like, I feel like there's so many artists that are at your show. Cause I don't get to delve too deep into the art thing. Like I didn't know that Tanner's art was called six sweet, mm-hmm. uh, artwork. And, you know, so it's like one of those kind of things where it's, I don't know all these people and what makes them tick and all their stuff. And it'd be a nice way to help get it all down pat, you know, not just for me, but for everybody else. We have awesome artists. There are like probably a handful that have been on every year because I love their art so much and I can't not have them on my show. Yeah. Brittany Walton is one of them. Um, Of course, I'm going to forget all of these names like (laughs) right now. (laughs) Yeah, I just dropped a battery. That was a, yeah, we ran out of battery power earlier. I don't even know if I mentioned that, but we ran out of battery power (laughs) and that's why we had to do the little pause but yeah that's the worst when you're like going to give everybody the shout yeah, outs and, and the podcast and you're like oh i forgot i, mean, I can we, see your face yeah and i could pause this and we could go through facebook and look it up but it's also kind of you can just come to the show exactly and, and they will go be to the there. event page see all of the artists names there's links to all of their art pages on there mm-hmm. it's got everything you need heck yeah i mean that's i i actually got to play there one year uh, as three finger betty which was last year i believe Three Finger Betty was also on the very the, first yep. two broke. Yep, and I was not in the band. Clint wasn't in the band either. But that's yeah. that's awesome because I remember meeting John at a wrestling show and knowing that he was going to play that. And you know, John is awesome. Yeah, he's such a nice so guy. Awesome. Yeah, and that's another cool thing was like I was not too nervous joining up with the Three Finger Betty crew because it was I'd known John from wrestling shows. You know, we're not best friends or anything, but I'd seen him and said hi to him enough. You know, you knew his wife, so. Um, I mean, that was enough for me just to not be super nervous about it, but, yeah. but it's kind of nice to have those those people out there. It's, 
it's, it's, I still think it's wild. It's been six years you've been doing this, and every year it seems like you find some way to outdo yourself just a little bit. It's been interesting. Yeah, somehow. I think, I honestly think this lineup of bands is the most solid that it's been. And it's funny because I don't even have a local band on yeah, it. Yeah, that but, happens. But Clint. He's in Thorhammer. Yep. And I swear, if you have not seen them, they are so good. All these bands are really, really, really good. If you like music in general, uh -huh. but if you really like fast music, these guys are tight and good at what they do. Oh, yeah. Thor no one's sloppy. They all practice. <laughs> uh, the house show that I recorded the podcast with Kyle at Kyle Hammer, he's in Thorhammer. Uh, we recorded the podcast together, um, and he played with Lightning Wolf that night, but. There was a decent amount of Thor Hammer there, so they did like a three-piece, yeah. almost pseudo Thor Hammer kind of thing, and uh, that was fucking baller. Oh, there was a, the second f bomb in this episode. <laughs> it's because the battery died. It's no. Thor Hammer's fault. <laughs> Dude, yes, I blame you, Kyle. No, it was awesome though. It was a really good time. Uh, they're a hell of a band. I I would love to see them at full strength. Kyle was talking about doing a little lineup, changing maybe adding keyboards. Do you know anything about there that? There is a keyboardist. Sweet. Talia. That would be so Luxembourg cool. Luxembourg is in the band. She is awesome. That She's would be played, so fun. I think, maybe just two shows with them because they don't play too often because Clint's here, but they yep. play. They just opened for Pentagram a few months ago, and that was awesome. Um, but yeah, since there's only three bands this year, I normally have four. I think I've had five in the past. Uh -huh. Only three this year means they all get slightly longer sets. They can mm -hmm. play as long as they want. It's going to be really, really awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, I mean, I, I'm just stoked that you do this. And I'm sure there's tons of other people that are super stoked on the fact that you do this. If you guys want to give her a shout out, uh, go to at Art of Kelsey Magnolia on Facebook. Uh, check her out there. Give her a fade facebook page like instagram too instagram that's one that i don't frequent but you do frequent i do all the time i'm really bad about it because it's i don't have an art page and a personal page so i post a bunch of random stupid shit probably to everyone else but on that's my cool. instagram that's, but that's personality but yeah, it's uh lots what's, of your, what's your instagram you kelsey know. magnolia okay so it's just at kelsey magnolia on yep. instagram you did recently start a youtube page though too I did. Um, um, YouTube I, pages are harder to find. <laughs> they're but, way harder. But you to can find. go to your Facebook page, and there's links to it there. There is, yes. You can also probably just YouTube search for Perler Bead time lapse. Uh -huh. and I'm pretty sure I probably come up pretty soon in there because that's mostly what I have on there. Actually, that's all I have on there is time lapse videos of me working on Perler Bead projects, mostly the albums. But I also have my Malice Cat project is the first one on there. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when you were telling me about the idea that you had for doing that, I was just like blown away. Like, this is a brilliant idea. And I still love the idea. Like, you you get to see each square of a giant piece of a perler bead puzzle being put together one pixel at a time uh, in a giant time lapse. And then you show you putting it all together and how yeah, it looks they, when it's they done. They end up being long videos. They are 10 minute videos, which I'm kind of like, oh, whatever. But uh -huh. I mean, I usually put the album that I'm making as the music. So you got good music to listen to while uh -huh. it's happening. And it, I mean, I've been timing myself doing these for a while now just to have accurate pricing and whatever. And filming them makes me even more accountable for my time. Like exactly. I have to stay on point. I can't mess around. Like I have to keep working the whole time. 
So it's just a, a nice way to also make a video out of that. I feel like that would be something very difficult, being an artist, would being be being accountable for your time to have all of the things... Being disciplined. Yeah. yeah um, I mean, like, even being a musician and practicing, but, like, you're the only one in charge of how much stuff you want to lug to an art show to yeah. display and what kind of stuff you want to bring. And if you got this idea where, like... You had decided to do the uh, album artwork, and you were like, this is going to be a, a great thing that I'm going to do. So you started making album artwork for uh, out of perler beads and stuff like that. But that's not something like you can just, overnight, you got 50 of them done. No, like, I mean, the minimum time that I've, I've made, <laughs> spoiler alert, I'm going to have a show at The Lift in September with all of these things. Hopefully. Nice. I need nice. to triple check and make sure it's still happening. But I'm going to have all records, not just heavy metal. It's going to be all the the greatest album covers I'm going to have made. But the very first one I ever made was Spinal Tap, Smell oh, the Glove. Yeah. Oh, jeez. So it's all black. It's all black, yeah. And uh, granted, I'd probably be a lot faster at it now. But even that one took me like three hours to oh make. Oh, my God. So... Yeah, there's a lot of time that gets put into that. Because there's a lot of beads, and you have yeah. to set them up the right way. And, and some of them have like 48 different colors uh-huh. in them. And uh-huh. every single bead is different so sometimes they take up to like seven hours Ugh. oh yeah. man but i i didn't time myself when i worked on my big wrestler portraits and i haven't had time to do one since but i'm excited to see exactly how long those actually take yeah to yeah because <laughs> it's tough when you you know it's something like you i put 10 minutes in here 15 minutes in there 40 minutes in yeah. here or whatever if you don't have the time to sit down it's like it's tough to time out how long it actually yeah. took you to get well, that i just had done. like my shitty casio watch with the timer on it uh-huh. like uh i'm sorry i keep swearing that's cool yeah that's where it's yeah, not that bad that's not that bad <laughs> <laughs> i've said worse but yeah i just uh tie myself on my watch when i'm working and if something really exciting happens, I just pause it and, you know, go do something else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that makes sense. It's kind of like putting a puzzle together. You're just kind of like, I'm going to do this here for now, and then, yep. oh, oh, we're doing this now? Okay. And you really get in the zone. Like, I like doing repetitive things. I mean, I, I wouldn't make art like this if I didn't like details and repetition. Uh, so yeah. you really get in the zone of it, and it's it's a, it's a meditation, just like playing music is. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm the same way, though. Like, I do accounting stuff, and it's just like... You sit down, you just punch numbers in, and then at the end, everything's supposed to equal out, and you're like, I'm a penny off. And then you're just like, i got to figure out where this is at. You just yeah. get to go file back through stuff. And yeah, I don't mind yeah. It, I don't mind it so much, you know? So mm-hmm. You get it. Yeah. You I, know. I, yeah. You know. Yeah, we're kind of on the same wavelength in that aspect. I definitely think so. Uh, talking about you booking shows, uh, as we're recording this, we're heading across town here uh, after we're done to go play a show that you booked. Uh, you want to talk about that at all? Sure, yeah. Um, Eddie from Chicago, good friend, um, asked me to help book one a band from Wisconsin. They uh, were going out to L.A. to play in a Battle of the Bands final, and we're playing some shows on the way home. Toxic Ruin from Wisconsin. Unfortunately, their vehicle broke down in Vegas, so they are not going to be able to make the show tonight. But... It was called the Memorial Day Meltdown uh-huh. because of Toxic Ruin. Yep. Three Finger Betty is still playing. Into the Cove is also playing. Uh-huh. And uh, they're a new band in town. I think they've maybe only played two shows so uh-huh. far. Maybe three. Um, but they are going to play. And they also have another side project 
that is going to open up the show. I'm looking it up on my phone right now. Oh, that's totally cool. Yeah, you're doing a good job of elongating. Better than I do. Cause, cause I, <laughs> I was doing good, wasn't yeah, I? I almost got away with it. Because mine's usually like four words, pause, four words, pause. You know, so you're doing a really yeah, good job. That's because I'm a woman. I can multitask. <laughs> oh, snap. Uh, I guess Our Bored Whores is the name All right. of the other band that's going to open. <laughs> Very It'll PG be a name. fun time. No, it's, it's going to be great. Hull. It's always free at Hull. Cheap drinks. Jim's gonna be there. Jim's gonna be there. Love Jim. Jim we're, gonna, we're probably gonna have to play Sunshine now, but you know what? I'm okay with that. We need to make a, a fest just for Jim. Oh uh, yeah, Jim Fest. Jim Fest. And just uh, invite all the good bands. We, you know what we should bands. do is uh, talk to Jim because I'm pretty sure Jim, uh, since he doesn't use technology, does not listen to the podcast. Uh, we should. Uh, just bother Jim all the time about awesome bands that he's seen and then just write His them all down the and, and then just like mm-hmm. have this show where it's just all these bands that it's only tailored to Jim that and, only and, tailored to Jim Taylor oh, <laughs> oh he's such a good guy though I've seen him at tons and tons and tons and tons of Dude, shows he's been to more shows than he's like a bigger music fan than anyone in this town yeah anyone oh my gosh and he's calmer than you are man I mean he's, <laughs> yeah. he's so just like down to earth I also love like talking to him about stuff every now and then. He'll tell me some like story about aliens or oh, something. Oh, he's super in aliens. And it's like this is cool, and it's like yeah. It's- I actually took an alien ca- class through continuous education because, <laughs> because of Jim. We oh were in gosh. the same alien class together. Oh, it that's was crazy. wild. That's wild. Yeah, that is nuts. So to have a spinoff podcast all about aliens. Oh, that would time. be that would be crazy. Yeah, I mean, like I'd be I'd be down to sit and talk to you because you I mean you've made the trip to like Roswell and such. So oh, cheesy Roswell, yep. But yeah, you've been you've been all over the place just like I have to go see shows, and that's one of the coolest things about you is like you know that's never stopped you like uh, the distance between you and a show or like the fact that it's on a Tuesday night like it never bugged you. You it make kinda... it work if you want to do it bad enough, you make it happen. Yeah, I uh, I've never been very good uh at a young age i learned that if i had a regret that was easily rectifiable uh based on just going and doing something back in the day i would regret it uh immensely just forever later Mm -hmm. and and nonsensically so now i just go do the things i want to go do i mean i've had bad experiences but honestly there's not one show i would be like i shouldn't have gone to that yeah never never there's been bad things that have happened i've had to spend tons of money to fix problems like whatever but yep always worth it we're actually getting ready on sunday we're leaving to drive out to santa monica and back no jesus we're taking route 66 from springfield missouri all the way out to santa monica that's awesome 30th birthday celebration yeah might as well go do it yeah i drove out to san diego for christmas and it was tons of fun nice i uh I like driving. I like to be able to see things. Yeah. It does get kind of boring uh, in and out of times, but it comes and goes in waves because it's just after a while, you're just like, like when I was driving through New Mexico, I'm like, this kind of sucks. And then you're driving around and you're like, no, you know what? This is awesome. I don't ever get to see anything yeah, like look this. look at all this Especially stuff. when you're like going into a valley, into somewhere, you're like, this is yeah. freaking sweet. I mean, I'm very lucky that I have Clint to travel with. Yes. We're, we're just the best traveling partner. We're, I mean, mm-hmm. we're the best partners in everything. I, I literally do everything with him. He also drives like 95% of the time. Yeah. So... Yep. It works out. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Uh, I do have to give a hats off to Clint for that aspect. He's always been the guy driving almost all the time. He's the champ, man. Yeah, he's um, the champ. When we went to Vegas, he drove most of the time. You know, it's just like, oh damn. He could drive a whole tour for a band and like <laughs> wouldn't even complain about it. He'd be happy about it. <laughs> Probably hire Clint to tour for your band. <laughs> yeah, you need a, if you need a drummer and a driver. <laughs> yeah, he can put his he can put his drums into a Honda Insight. With me too. Yeah, two people and his giant drum set. <laughs> <laughs> That's freaking sweet. 
Uh, we got a little bit of time here before I got to start packing up my gear and head across town to the show. Because, I mean, it's about a half an hour before we got to take off over there. We've mentioned a lot of your stuff. So we've mentioned, uh, like, the art that you made for, like, um, when you go to metal shows is usually the artwork that is uh, the album art and things like that. You do the wrestling art, which are, like, some of the most lifelike, like if you were across the room from uh, this Shawn Michaels picture that's up here, it it looks so much like. Well, that I you do almost... feel like I have to say, like I don't come up with these designs myself. You put the image into a computer program, and it breaks it down into these panels. But but, but knowing how to do that, it's and that's just one of those things. It may sound simple, but you know how to do it, and it's it not taken every... a long time to figure out the right way to do these things too. There's not good resources to be like, how do you do this? Exactly. Like... Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, like, you've also done, like, I don't want to call it, like, trippy art, but you do, like, uh, like almost like alien-themed art, you know? Psychedelic art, yeah. Um, like, I can see from here there's an alien face and then, like, uh, an alien spaceship kind of one. You've also done some, like, video game Perler bead art. Um, yeah. I mean, you've done all sorts of stuff like that, but it's not always just Perler beads. Uh, sometimes, like, I, I've noticed uh, at one of your art shows, I, I bought, a, like, a mushroom that was, like, a repurposed thing that you had... Uh, painted all psychedelic colors and put mirrors all over the yeah. thing and stuff like that. And uh, I mean, I just love color. Before I was into perler beads, I was into puffy paint a lot. Oh yeah, <laughs> remember yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. And you would make like custom puffy painted lighters and stuff for ashtrays, people. Ashtrays, oh, lighters, man. oh the ashtrays, the ashtrays. Yeah, puffy paints not exactly fun to work with. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because I would do like a needle to like make everything very detailed. I would take a uh -huh. needle and oh, manipulate yeah. the paint. Whoa. That was my first phase. I kind of went through an acrylic phase after that, and mm -hmm. then I just fell into this perler bead phase. It honestly started, we went to Classic Game Fest in Austin in 2017, I think. Yeah. And uh, there was a bunch of perler bead art there. It was, of course, just video game stuff, but it just opened my eyes into this as like a, an art form. Yeah. And it all kind of snowballed from there. But it's kind of crazy that there's like phases you go through in that. Because, I mean, it's no different than like as a musician, I went through phases. I like to play punk music, and then I like to play metal music, and then I like to play blues music. You know, now I'm kind of back to playing like mm -hmm. metal and punk and again. And like, I, I love, I don't, I like all other art forms. Like, I would love to get back into ceramics and all that. And like, I want to do acrylic paintings and stuff, but I, I honestly kind of have a commission list lined up at this point in time for yeah. curler beads. So might, I guess that's what I'm doing for yeah, the time if being. If something works, stick with it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I do think the perler bead thing is pretty ingenious. Um, they're, like I said, very detailed from across the room. You, it almost just looks like a picture. They're and it's insanity, and you get up and close to them. And these big wrestlers, they're under two hundred dollars. Yes, it's that's, like one forty, one fifty. That's they're crazy. Pretty cheap. I mean, uh, I'm just, I'm just looking if around. You like bright colors. I love bright colors. Like yeah, black light, glow in the dark. Yes, all that stuff. Yeah, there we go. That's a good explanation for yeah. the stuff that you kind of do because, like, you have had black lights at your shows and stuff like that uh, yep. next to things to kind of show that they will reveal themselves with different colors. And... I mean, I always have like bright colored hair, and I just like colors. I like it. Yeah, I mean, you've you definitely have always had your own unique sense of style and uh, the way you do things and the things you like. So it's, you know, it's kind of a refreshing thing to see that somebody out there has not had uh, all of their originality, like all the corners of their originality, sanded down by life yet. You know, well, thank you. You know, because uh, it's pretty easy to just let yourself do what other people kind of and i mean i've definitely gotten weirder over the years too like i've gotten more comfortable with really not caring what people think really really because you can say you don't but yeah. honestly just the older you get 
it's just years that make you really not care. Yeah, honestly. I mean, that's that's something. And I was talking to some people about this the other day. Like, I don't know if I would trade uh, myself for a youthful body of ten years ago to no. for the wisdom I have now. No, and it's and it's absolutely you sit not. and think it's only ten years worth of wisdom. You know, at forty, yeah, your body's going to be ten more years of beat up, but at the same time. You're gonna have ten more years yeah, of that I'm, juicy I'm wisdom. I'm a completely different person now than I was ten years exactly. ago. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. It's it's it was tough to make Honestly, like a bunch. Honestly, I'm a different person now than I was before Legions of Metal, but that's a different <laughs> story. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's tough to like go to school with people and find people that was like, man, if you knew me at your age, you wouldn't have liked me. And they're like, ah, ha ha, and it's like, no, seriously, I don't think you got it. Like, yeah. it, it was bad. So. But uh, it, it's it's fun to also grow up and watch people grow up and like I've like known you for so long you've uh, dated one of my best friends for so long you know and uh, gone to tons of shows with you watched your art kind of change over the years uh, seen you like help bands and book shows and and hung out with bands with you at your place and and been to shows at your place and and the whole nine yards I mean it's it's been quite a. a long run like when i pounded some miles together when i'm in town and i have nothing better to do sometimes i pop over to your guys's place and and just hang out with whoever's here even if it's your roommate you know you've always seemed to have a pretty cool roommate living with you regardless who it is shout out to tj tj and reed reed yeah reed lives here now Um, I I, i don't ever see him too much but uh you know shout out to reed too uh, we did plug your Facebook and stuff. I'm going to put links to everything down below. Um, if you want me to put a link to slap them in the chest, I'll put it down below sure. too. Sure. I think we got like um, 14 likes on our page right now. <laughs> but, uh, I've never really put much effort into it. <laughs> but yeah, I'll definitely get you all tagged up and everything. And, uh, is there right anything on. else you really want to share before this? Uh, let's go, go over the date one last time. Yeah. June 29th at the Vaudeville Muse, Two Broke for the Arts Festival Fest, the Saturday of the Des Moines Arts Festival, free from two to five. 10 bucks from 5 to 9, Condition Critical, Manic Outburst, Thor Hammer, guaranteed to be a good time. Buy a ticket ahead of time and... Get a free button and a free magnet and a physical ticket. And an actual physical ticket, yes. which is fun to have a souvenir. So Memorabilia, people. Oh, it's so nice. Oh, I was, that was always my favorite thing about going to shows. It's like I brought this ticket Looking back, back through your tickets. Yeah, it was so fun. So, uh... Until next time, I mean, I'm glad we finally, finally got this done. And I it's hope, taken a while. Yeah, I hope we don't have to wait until, like, next year's Two Broke for the Arts Festival. Well, let's put it this way, too. Like, almost every year, you're like, I don't know if I'm going to do it next year. And then every year, you outdo I yourself know. a little bit. So, like... I don't think I'm even going to say that this year. It'll happen It'll happen next, next year. year. So, okay. It'll happen. <laughs> so, let's uh, try and plan on doing one uh, before that. You know, awesome. we can talk about what you've been doing and, and stuff like that. Because this was pretty much just the getting to know you phase. Yeah. Maybe we can talk about some of your fun projects and whatever next time. Sounds awesome. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed getting to know my friend Kelsey a little bit better. She's a she's a heck of a gal. She's really smart. Uh, you know, she played music for a while. She was really really good at, at music. I remember in school, she played the bass for quite a while. But she's she's stuck with art, and uh, art's been her her go to. And uh, man, she's blown up lately. She's been doing really good with uh, the Perler bead stuff that she was talking about. Go to her YouTube page and check it out. If nothing else, go to her Facebook page and check it out. I'm going to have links to both of those down below, as well as a link to Two Broke for the Arts Festival 2019. It's going to be a heck of a show. I, uh, I, you know, when she first started this as an undertaking, I was pretty blown away. It was, uh, it seemed very adventurous, uh, something that would be very big to do. And, and now it seems like she pulls it off seamlessly every single year. Somehow it just gets bigger and better, bigger and better. And there's, 
The bands are awesome, and everything is just so awesome about the event. Everyone is so cool. I recommend uh, going to at least check out the art and see what's going on in the Des Moines area. And uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of musicians there. There's going to be a lot of artists there. It's going to be a great time to go go meet a few people and, and uh, hang out and and enjoy the scene a little bit. Uh, you know, Kelsey puts a lot of work into every every single thing she does. Uh, it, it's just such a fun time. I'm glad I got to sit down with Kelsey for the podcast, and uh, you definitely got to check out that art show she's doing. It's going to be tons of fun. Make sure you go to www.audiblefarm.com. You can listen to Audible Farm there and find the links to every single thing Audible Farm there. Uh, you want to be a guest, you can fill out the form. It'll send me an email, and uh, you know we can get in touch and try and hammer something out. I've, I've done portable podcasts i've done podcasts in the studio here uh in my very humble studio at home i guess if you could call it that uh but anyways i i mean i've done all sorts of podcasts in all sorts of ways i've done some of them on the internet Uh, i'm still kind of working out the details there but i did a really really good one with jonathan rowell recently Uh, i did one with eli dykstra not too long ago those are great interviews i recommend listening to those Make sure you like us on Facebook. Uh, I made a new Facebook group so you can share your events in there. You never know. I uh, may end up mentioning them on the podcast or uh, making a list of them and publishing it. So uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, go ahead. If you're a, an entertainer, a musician, uh, an artist, a comedian, anything you're doing, uh, I don't care if you, uh, you're a good juggler and you just want to let people know that you're going to be juggling on the street corner. Just uh, set up a Facebook event and, and throw it in there. Uh, you can go to Audible Farm and find the event there. That's Audible Farm on Facebook, at Audible Farm on Twitter, at Audible Farm on Instagram. That Facebook group would be a great place to share events. There are tons of other places to share events, and uh, I think I may as well pull some of those up while I'm sitting here talking about it, because I found some pretty fun places on, on Facebook that I can post a lot of the things that I want to post and share them in, in groups, and I don't always post them in the groups just because I don't want to pepper them too much. But, uh, I mean, there's the Iowa music scene, the Iowa City music scene, uh, the Iowa Musicians Network, Musicians of Iowa, Iowa Bar Bands, Iowa, mu- Iowa Live Music, Quad City Musicians, Omaha Music City, Omaha Music Scene, uh, the Local Music Army, Ames and 200 Mile Radius, uh, Concert Goers is another good one. I mean, there's tons and tons and tons of, of them out there. You can just go to Facebook and uh, check it out. You can find all sorts of shows in your area. I would love to know what you're going to. You can cross-post it in my group if you'd like, um, or, or not. I hunt the other groups, too. So I uh, appreciate everybody posting their events in those pages. I, I've gone to a lot of shows because people have shared them there. So keep sharing them. I will go to your shows. I, I promise it if I'm in the area. You can check us out on YouTube. Uh, we got podcasts there. There's videos of some bands that I've seen live, and uh, and there's more. I mean, there's a hydro-dipped guitar video there uh, that I donated to Iowa Central uh, recently. Uh, that's a fun little video I made. I uh, set it up and put it on the Audible Farm YouTube page. So check that out if you want to. You can send us an email, uh, audiblefarm at gmail.com. I want to give a huge shout out to the Iowa Podcast Network because they are always, always, always putting in the work to uh, to do a great thing for uh, podcasts like this one. Uh, maybe I will do a little bit more mentioning of other podcasts to come on the Iowa Podcast Network because there's a lot of great people there doing a lot of great things. And uh, they all deserve uh, all the good things that are happening to them. Uh, huge shout out to the Iowa Podcast Network for all the work you do for us. Thank you. Uh, you can leave a review if you would like. And uh, I've been debating whether or not to do something fun with the reviews on the podcast, too. So if you guys leave a review uh, on iTunes or wherever you listen, maybe you can leave a review on Facebook. 
I've been debating whether or not to uh, find a review I like every week and then just kind of giving them a little gift. Uh, it sounds like a fun idea. I've been listening to some podcasts recently and somebody had that idea. And you know what? That sounds like a fun one. So if anybody wants to leave a review and uh, let us know what you think of the podcast, go ahead and I will maybe pick one out and send you a gift. So uh, thank you very much for listening. I would like uh, like to thank you guys all. I would like also like to thank Kelsey Magnolia for sitting down with me and uh, hammering out some time to you know do the podcast uh ironically we recorded the podcast before a show that she had booked that was uh, a show that i was playing on so that's kind of a fun thing to uh know somebody that books shows every now and then and every now and then sneak on a show that they book so a uh, huge shout out to kelsey magnolia go check out her art show it is going to be a blast too broke for the arts festival fest 2019 check it out everybody it's june 29th at the vaudeville muse peace